Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Apparently, we might be sliding one of the greatest calves of all time. That coming up at 720, and I might get into the nits and the grits with the offensive line with the Cleveland Browns. 216-474-0092. We got Dr. John Steinbrecher of the Mid-American Conference joining us at 8 o'clock. He's the commish. We'll talk to him, and we're going to talk to him about the additions and possibly subtractions in all of big-time college football. And Nathan Zagura, live from the Combine. Or can I just tell you something real quick before we dive yeah. back into this uh, South Walter thing? I, I can't wait to ask Nathan about this guy. So we all have our guys that, well, I hope the Browns draft this guy. We all have our different reasons. I got loaded at the Notre Dame game against Wake Forest, and they had their running back, Audric Estime, and he ran the ball. And I was like, they had to have ran this guy over 20 times. He ran him 22 times for 115 yards. They were beating the brakes off of Wake Forest. They had to get him to 100 yards. They got him to 115 and a touchdown. And the way it was just me and my buddy lushed up in the stands going, Audric Estime runs it for eight yards to the Wake Forest 39-yard line. We're going to be first and 10 Notre Dame. And we just kept doing it because they just kept having to say his name because they were running out the clock. And he was a good running back. I remember remember he gets Ohio State. He had had a big, like a 25-yard run against Ohio State. He is absolutely their bell cow. And I'm thinking, if the Browns draft him, I'm going to be doing so many victory laps going, I saw him. I have that eye for talent, boy. I'm a scout. I know it. Uh, that's what I'm going to be saying. Guarantee you. So should I be pulling for the for the Browns? That should be the guy? Hell yeah. Why not? I'll ask Nathan about it at 9 o'clock. A PA announcer. He's no Jeff Shreve. No one's Jeff Shreve. But that PA announcer. Or Bob Tate. But that guy was real. We're coming up on Jeff Shreve's season here. I don't know what that PA announcer's name was. That guy was really good, man. <laughs> he was really good. I'll send you a couple of clips, man. I was like, this guy's got some pipes on him. ESPN, Seth Walter. I'm going to get to these calls here in just a second. Seth Walter had said the Browns, he had a wish list, or they all had wish lists for NFL teams. Um, A lot of people did mention Justin Fields, okay? But Seth Walter, his wish list for the Browns, he wrote the Browns trade for quarterback Justin Fields. He said, with no first-round pick and so much money already headed Watson's way, this would be tough to do, but trading a second or third-round pick for Fields, still on his rookie contract, is feasible, and I'd like to see Fields in Stefanski's offense. These are Seth Walter's words, not mine. The alternate, the alternative is simply hoping that Watson improves, and if not, wasting another year of a talented roster, which is a scary, scary scenario. I just think you have to go into that scary, scary scenario knowing that, yeah, this is the reality of what we're in now. But I also, like I said, I'm not I, ready to move on I, whatsoever. I don't. I don't think it's some disaster scenario if Watson plays exact. If he plays exactly like he played last year, no, they're not going anywhere. Like they're they're not they're not going to be a serious contender for the Super Bowl. But can't they make the playoffs? If he played exactly like he played last year, wouldn't they be right in the thick of it all year? Oh, right now I said that I compare him. To the same, I, I compare your ceiling as a team to the same as the former guy. Right. Now, right. they're different QBs, obviously, but I compare the ceiling even the with same Baker, to the other guy. Think about, hold on, before before uh, you know Baker goes down with the injury and then tries to play through it all year, Yeah. 
Weren't we still in the playoff hunt even yes. on Christmas yes. Day yes. when yes. he threw four yes. interceptions? Yes. Yes. So yes. how big of a disaster is it? Yeah, fans fans will be upset because we thought this is a Super Bowl roster and we're going to be squandering that. Yes. But I think the organization and the coach have earned enough trust that they can work around those deficiencies and still figure out. And then all of a sudden you want to you want to get pie in the sky and really get excited. Then all of a sudden Nick Chubb comes walking through that door in late October, November, I don't know, and and maybe that salvages something. I, I, I have no idea. And then you have a trade deadline. Yep. I just don't think it's the end of the world if Watson comes back and he's not good. Now, long-term, you might say it's the end of the world because of everything you gave up and you're, oh, who knows term, if they restructure his contract. Long-term it is. But I, I just know what we got going into this thing. And really, it, it it leads to me not being nervous as of right now. I mean, I'm going to be nervous when they kick off in September because it's football and it's the Browns. But it really, it, everything's so clear of what this season's going to be. Like before, there was a lot of consternation. You remember even going into the list last year about Kevin Stefanski's future, even Andrew Barry's future, the the tug and pull about whether or not people like those guys. It's so clear now. I mean, you were playing on a one-year-by-one-year type of thing. Maybe not for Andrew, but certainly for the head coach. I mean, if the bottom falls out, you're going to move on from him. And yeah, I know that he's the defending coach of the year. If the bottom falls out, you're going to move on from him. And not just probably move on from him. You're going to start trading away players that you like, that fans like, the fans have jerseys of. Because now you're starting to get ready for the future. And you can't really just keep slapping paint on the wall and doing that whole special of just putting the paper over the hole in the wall and painting over it. Like, you're going to have to start putting the drywall up again. And that's what's facing us. Or the quarterback can play well, play up to form of what he's expected to play with, and then we can keep this window open for a while here. One of two things can happen. It's very clear for Browns fans, and it's more clear for Browns fans than it's been in a number of years. Halim in Cleveland, you're first up on the fan. Good talking to you, gentlemen. Um, there's there's one thing that continues to be failed as far as the national media to focus on when it comes to getting rid of Watson. The thought process of maybe the window's closing, you want to keep it open, you need a quarterback ASAP before it closes, is fine. Not that I think it should, they should get rid of him by any means or bring anybody else in. That being said, that's fine. Okay. However, you bring somebody else in, you're getting rid of Watson one way or another. You're cutting him or trading him. If you do, you're immediately closing your window. Let me explain. The dead money on a cut will literally put you in a position where you can almost not deal the roster. It's like $89 million in dead money if you cut him. Oh, yeah. If you trade him, if you trade him, the dead money is the equivalent of cutting your right guard, your top paid, your basically two of your five top paid players. You have to yes. cut yes. in order to continue to feel the team. So we have got to stop with getting rid of him, moving him, trading him. It's not going to stop. He's, I mean, it's it, not, it's it's. it's no, it, Halim, I'm not arguing with you. It's a non-starter to us, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go but ahead. I want to let people know out there, like that are listening in Cleveland, that see these articles. Guys, it's just not possible. You're immediately closing your window. You're not signing anybody. You're not extending anybody on your team. You're cutting high-paid players that are a big part of your team if you get rid of them in any fashion, trade or cut. So you're just – we got to live with it. We have to hope that he becomes the guy that was there in the fourth quarter against the Ravens and only had two incompletions against the Titans. He gets healthy. We go from there. By the way, one quick name, yeah. Will Shipley. Clemson running back. You don't hear his name a lot in the draft pictures because he's not a super speed guy. 
He's an extraordinary running back. I love yes. SMA as well. But Will Shipley is like a fun name. I think he'll be there in the fourth or fifth. You guys have a great morning. Listen to Halim doing the scout and getting in on the down and dirty. John in Cleveland, you're next up on the fan. Hello. Yeah, uh, I'm not guaranteeing Deshaun anything going into next year. I'm bringing someone in to compete with him. I'm tired of worrying oh. about people's feelings. I don't. Met, first off, I don't want Justin Fields. No thanks. We already got a quarterback that's broken, in my opinion. I don't need to bring in someone else's broken quarterback. <laughs> I'm tired of worrying about people's hurt feelings. Who do I want? It's bringing somebody. I'm not the GM, Ken. That's a question for him. I don't know why you're asking me. Well, well wait a minute. You somebody. can't just say bring in anybody. I mean, you can't bring in the wrong guy. Well, they got to do something. Bring Flacco back. Well, that's, well, hey, John, you know you ain't bringing Joe Flacco back. That's why it's a non-starter to a lot of Browns fans, this Seth Walter question in the first place, because they're, they're not even going to bring back Joe Flacco to compete with, with quote-unquote, compete. He ain't going to compete, but they won't even bring him back because all the fans like him and the teammates like him too, and they're not going to mess with any of that stuff. So they're not so even going to bring him back. They're not going to bring okay. in anybody for competition. So what, you, so what you're saying, Ken, is I'm stuck in the same place. Yes, bo- yes. A middling, a middling playoff team yep. with Baker with mediocre Mayfield. Yeah. I'm stuck in the same place right now. now yes, so. yep. I have no aspects of a Super Bowl. I'm stuck with that. Right I mean, that's now. what you, uh, you hoping, have to, you, hoping I can get into the playoffs. That's what I have to accept, right? We, we have to I admit to ourselves, I John. Better, right? No. I, I I wish I could tell you different, but that's where we're at because we have to accept. Like, if 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 no, somebody wants him, nothing's changing. So I don't know how. You, unless you just say I'm not going to be a Browns fan anymore, then I mean that's I your didn't right. Say that, but just for you to sit there, well, I have to accept. No, I don't have to accept that, Ken. So what's going to change? I'm tired of being a middling. Playoff team that maybe we can get you're, a game. Well, hold on now, now John. I, it's a pushback here. I don't you're, know if you're tired of being yeah, a middle playoff team. That's the Steelers team. can say that. Their fans can say that. Like we have been to two playoff. We've been to yeah, two. They've got they've got rings. Lima. I, I don't. I get I'm it. But how argument. are you tired already of just making the playoffs twice? Like in, in mo- a lot of our younger fans have only seen the Browns play in the playoffs twice. I think they're not tired of that yet. Well, of course they're not tired of it because that's all they know. Make what do you know? John, what do you You're a Browns fan. What do you know? I'm a Cavs fan, too, and I've got to see the Cavs going to the finals. Yeah, we didn't get it done, but that's what I want. I want to So next year, if the Cavs lose watching. in the Eastern Conference Finals, are you just going to be tired of being a middling playoff Cavs team? Nope, at least they have a shot at it. Not like the Browns right now. Why wouldn't the Browns have a shot at, at it? What if Deshaun expect? Watson comes out and plays pretty decent? Not even bad. Not even great. Just as well as he played last year. Can he? I don't think he can. I'm coming to that realization. That's what my whole frustration with this is. I am coming to the realization that Deshaun Watson from the Houston Texans, that guy, he's not walking through that door. I don't believe it anymore. John, thank you very much for the call. Those were strong comments. 216-474-0092. You just have to admit to yourself that you, if you wanted to make some sort of a move, which you can't, You'd have to admit to yourself that you just don't think the quarterback's very good at all, and you already don't even have a good feeling about the upcoming season. I can't go that far, obviously. I think he could come back and he could be okay. I'm frankly worried about it. He's possibly the only Instagram account that I could care about because I know that he's going to put up video of him throwing, and I want to feel better about him going into the season. I just can't get over that someone just said the Browns of all teams, they're sick and tired of just being – a middling playoff. Wait a team. minute, you're the guy. Who's, what? You're the guy who's always said to hold to a higher <laughs> I, standard. I know, you just, but that. And by the way, you mentioned we are the not Steelers. The fan base that gets you're to the do one that. who mentioned the Steelers. To yes. John, not and, me. And I. And get, so you've been accusing everybody all I week. Get, of, but the Steelers. I, the Steelers. But I've said the Steelers fans. Yes, they're sick of it. They've they've won championships. They win double digit games almost every year. They're hovering around that. I could see how that's stale to them. 
they they've had that before. The Browns haven't. Browns have not but had that at all. To me, to that's a, that's a complete flip flop of what you just said earlier this week because you said we need to have higher standards than the Steelers. John, while I disagree with John, certainly has a higher standard than the Steelers oh, right now. I, I said that we should be looking at the Ravens as our target. We need to chase the Seems Ravens. That John is chasing the Ravens. They, he said a middling football team. But he said team. he's sick and tired of the playoffs. We haven't been to the playoffs. We've been twice. Twice. I disagree with him our, on that. How, how old is Andrew Hody? You're 20... 23. How many playoff memories do you have for the Browns? I have two playoff Are you memories. sick and tired of it? No, not at all. <laughs> Love it. I'm I not mean. sick and tired of it either, but John's that way, and he's yeah. using that argument against the quarterback. And also, when you give up three first-round picks, almost said pay, but it doesn't matter in our world. You give up three first-round picks, it's going to come with a level of expectations. It's what it's going to come down to. Now, if they still had the former quarterback, I'm not going to name his name because then it just sets out the bat signal to the psychos. But if I if I have the former quarterback before, I think some people would start to hem and haw about how far they could go. But I still think people would remain very, very positive. Did we, did we because not, you've made these trades, yeah, there are I, people who are going to go looking towards the negative here. And you just can't do anything. We and they not, don't want to hear me telling them that you just can't do did anything. We, but to say you're sick and tired, who was sick and tired? We were having a blast at the end of the year. We were having a blast. Think about all the interviews we did. National people jumping on the bandwagon. Everybody was picking us. So many people were picking us. Yeah, there well, were obscure people picking the Texans, but all the big names were all right on the Browns bandwagon going in, and you're sick and tired of that? I'm not sick and tired no, of it. No, I know you're not. John I, I just was. thought that was odd. John was. 216-474-0092. Coming up at 745. I need you to fix my life. Because I'm going through a great deal of pain right now physically. Coming up next, I'm willing to bend one of my golden rules of building a football team. And are Lima and I sliding one of the greatest Cavaliers of all time? Ken Carmen, Anthony Lima, Dr. John Steinbrecher, the Mid-American Conference of the Future at College Football, and the Mid-American Basketball Tournament coming up later on this month at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse at 8 o'clock on the fan. Some people are going, well, Ken, it's a sunk cost, so you got to keep like There are people, and I'm like, well, I know you guys might not like them. Okay, fine. I get it. And I, I can't say I'm 100% confident that he's going to come back and he's going to play exceedingly well. I, my worry is his health. I don't worry as much about the skill. I thought he was flashing some things and showing some things. Now, of course, the first half against Baltimore ain't that great. I get it. Not that good at all. But I'm more worried about the health aspect of Deshaun Watson. What I'll say is this. I know it's a sunk cost. I can't look anywhere else now. I will look at college quarterbacks this upcoming year, but I will admit to you, I have not paid. I've watched Caleb Williams because I've watched USC play and Penix and Jaden Daniels and those guys because they're playing on good football. USC's not that great, but it's a popular team. But the other teams are on good football teams, and I'm going to watch those teams. But as far as, will this guy look good in a jersey? No. No. Not at all. And I might look into those guys in this upcoming class maybe a little bit differently, or by the time November comes around, maybe Deshaun Watson's play will close that book. I'm going to keep an open mind because I have to keep an yeah, open just, mind. Yeah, real quick, the hardest thing about the Watson discussion of who he could be is the last time we saw him, he played the worst half he's played as a Cleveland Brown other than maybe the Houston game he when he started. The, then he and then the he played half. the best. Yep. And then he got injured, and now it's a shoulder situation, a throwing shoulder, where some people have warned, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, he, he's going to be throwing. That's fine, but what is it going to look like? We won't so, know. We will not know until he gets in the line of fire, into a real game, what that's going to look like, what his mechanics are going to be, and the zip, and uh, how 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 Deshaun Watson-esque he's going to look. 
So I, I'll, I'll mark them down for both. I got both. They're both ESPN people, Mike Tannenbaum and, and Seth Walter, of people who are going to try to come up with ideas for the Browns this offseason. And maybe there will only be these two. I'm sure there's going to be more, more than likely. But I got these two guys that are both ESPN. They're going to come up with ideas this offseason. There's going to be other ones. And I just have to slam the door and go, no, there's no chance. And you know there's no chance. Let's be realistic about this. The quarterback is number four, and that's where the quarterback is. You could bring in some free agent off the street later on as a backup, but that's who your quarterback is. I are we are we not being fair to a Cavs all time great? Now you got me worked up before the show. I did not hear these comments. Nick Wilson, I guess he brought up that Mark Price would be a MVP in this generation. Yeah. The argument he used, I thought I was going to agree with him. Then the argument he he I heard did not wash with me. Well, apparently he has volleyed back, Anthony. Yeah, yesterday. Yesterday, uh, he had the numbers to back it up, too. He went in a deep dive in the stats when Mark Price was playing okay. and then tried to correlate them to today's game. So I enjoyed I, it. I mean, I, I thought I thought he made a spirited defense of his argument. Obviously, I did not agree um, I, I think Mark Price would be would be good, would be really good in today's NBA. MVP candidate, uh, you know, he compared him to Steph Curry and said he would be the same player. I did not understand that at all. I think right. I oh, think that is that is uh, that I, I'll never get there. Well, let's let's hear out Nick. Here's Nick Wilson yesterday because we might have slighted Mark Price on this show yesterday morning. Hit it. I have no problem that they disagreed with me. I thought Lima made some good points in rebuttal to what makes Steph so special. I'll be honest with you. I think Ken uh, dookied on the conversation. I think Ken wanted to agree with me. He was afraid the populace might disagree with him. And so they played a little bit of our sound. They never let the full context. Now, in fairness, it took me a while to get the fair context. So it's not all on them, but they asked for this. You are out of your God-blessed mind if you think that Mark Price wouldn't absolutely eat in this era of basketball. Listen, maybe it's a little snug to say definitively he would win an NBA MVP in this era. But when I heard the guys talk about it this morning, I heard Lima talk about Dale Ellis. Mark Price has the exact same or just about the exact same three-point shooting numbers as Dale Ellis. Reggie Miller, I believe, has a 2% less three-point shooting percentage for his career than Mark Price does. And the difference is Mark's last three years kind of dinged his career three-point percentage, whereas Reggie's actually kind of just kept it where it was at about 38%. They mentioned Craig Hodges. But the reason why this matters is just because it happened last doesn't mean it's greatest. Why'd I catch hell for that? Why do, why'd I catch hell? I don't understand that. He said you were afraid to disagree with me because... Because why? He said that would then be considered a, a popular... Or you, you were... I disagree with you every day, day of my life. Well, why am I afraid to disagree with you? I, I don't know. He said a bunch of people agreed with him, too that Mark Price would be an MVP, and they said candidate. So we'll just go with candidate, an whoa, MVP whoa, candidate whoa. today. He said he'd win an MVP he two did. days ago. That's yeah. what he said. And then the uh, reason well, why he I, thought about it, and he I thought about it more. I don't know what about Dookie and Poo Poo and PP and all this other stuff that he's talking about over there. I don't understand any of that stuff. A duking on a whatever, I don't get that. That part I don't get. Well, now I'm a little bit upset with it because I got no problem disagreeing with you on just about anything. I mean, I've disagreed with you on whether the sky's blue in my yeah. day. So I don't really care about that. When you say that... Steph Curry won one. There's no argument I can agree with you with. I'm sure there were a lot of people who agreed so, with Senator McCarthy, too, until he walked in there and stayed on TV for eight hours, and they go, I can't stay with this guy. This guy is off 
the chain how crazy this person is. So then, yeah, obviously I have to walk away from the argument when you say, Steph Curry won, Steph Curry won an MVP. Mark Price, like they just fall out of the sky. But then we can't move goalposts here. You said definitively, Nick, that he would be an MVP. That's what you said. And then he can't go back like what you just told me. It's like, he'd be an MVP candidate. I said he'd get votes yesterday. Yeah, he was I'm a, afraid of you about he was, And somebody corrected me because I, I talked about his third-team NBA appearances. He made first-team NBA in 1993. That is really tough to do. Mark Price, I think, is criminally underrated. But I think we if all you're, do. That's the whole point of what that being I, brought up. I, and yes, I think I, I've, I've said time and time again, I mean, how many times have we talked about the three-point revolution? And I've always said a guy like Mark Price today would take more threes and would would have staying power and would be really good in today's NBA. But where he loses me is he makes it seem like we're only saying Steph Curry is the best shooter ever because it's the most recent. No, he's the best shooter ever. It's not even close. Yeah. It's not a debate. I don't think you can find any any NBA guy who would point to anybody else and would say they're a better shooter than Steph Curry. Like, if I wanted to, should I go back and say that Sam Jones would have been an MVP then? Or am I just agreeing with you if we're going to do this? But I'll give Nick the benefit of the doubt, and he can have six hours to get ready for his show and go look up Sam Jones. Since we're not all going to be together on history, and I'll give him the benefit of the doubt of the time to get ready for it. Yes, Ste- I don't know why I had to get called out personally on your argument. Oh, that's funny. Because do. I ended up that's- agreeing that, yeah, Mike, Mark Price would have got some votes, but why would... All of a sudden, I'm supposed to fart on what Steph well, Nick, Curry's done? Nick made a few points. He talked about the three-point. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Line and uh, to me, uh, I see guys today. The three point line is inconsequential. These guys are pulling up. You literally have to guard Steph Curry the moment he steps over half court. You do. Every team does it, and then some send double teams. So Nick had a big argument stats wise, and he, and I I respected it. I love a deep dive into the stats for the old stat heads and historians of the NBA. I appreciated that he went and did all the research, and he said simply that Steph Curry has all these more opportunities to shoot threes. If Mark Price shot this many threes, he would then be able to double his output. And I'm like, it doesn't work like that. The reason Steph Curry is so special is because he has all the attention in the world on him the moment he steps over half court, and he still is able to get this many three-pointers off. Not only that, they're tough looks. I watched last night at Madison Square Garden. The movement off the ball, and he's been doing this forever, so this is nothing new. But the degree of difficulty of Steph Curry because of the attention he attracts to Uh then have to give up the ball, then sprint all the way around, baseline extended to the other three-point line, catch the ball again, have a closeout, make that guy miss, dribble, sidestep, then pump fake, then another guy's outstretched arms are approaching him, and he gets the three off, and it's down the middle every single time. Right down, back back of the iron, no no net, nothing. He does it every time, and I'm like, I'm sorry. I love Mark Price. He was he was an all time favorite of mine. I told you about the poster on the wall. He can't why, do that. Why do I have to sit he there? He could not do that. Now but you that, could say he could work on that, and this is where Nick did the one thing he sold me on. Tell is, me more, Anthony. I disagree with yeah, you on everything. The Please one, tell the, me more. The one thing Teach he sold me, me on is if Steph Curry went back in that era, 
I think it would be tougher, Steph, because coaches were not just going to let you shoot threes from everywhere. But I will also say, Steph Curry, this is not a byproduct of the era. Steph Curry created the era. When Steph Curry came into the league, they were shooting 18 three-pointers a game. Guess how many the, the, the league is shooting now? Well, the Cavs shoot about 37 a night, so... They are shooting, they are shooting, this is this is bonkers to me, 35 a game. The league is shooting 35 a game, and it's because of Steph Curry. It's not, it's not an evolution, maybe a little bit Daryl Morey and what he brought to the Houston Rockets, but it's because of Steph Curry. That's why the era changed. He changed it. It's not like, oh, Steph Curry fell into the lap of this revolution. No, he created the revolution. That's why he gets the respect. It's not nice. I don't know why I, why I had to catch something there. You're the one who disagreed with him. I, I wanted to agree with him, then I heard that. What the hell else am I supposed to say? Now I'm just so, I'm sorry. I'm so blinded with the anger out of there that I wasn't able to even listen. <laughs> I, I listened to a lot of what you said, honestly. Yeah. I just flat out agree with you on a lot of that. I don't want to besmirch it's the not, great Mark Price yeah, it's on not any of easy. This, but, what I'm saying is, like, Mark Price shot, five, in his peak, shot five three-pointers a game or whatever. And it's like, well, if he just shot 12 a game. It'd be the same. No, the looks would get tougher. Guys would guard him the minute he gets over half court. Like, that would not be possible. You could just ask guys to shoot that many threes. It would be really, really hard for them to do it. Got nothing against Mark Price. We're not against rap. We're not against rappers. (laughs) We're not against Mark Price. Also, Steph is is three inches. I don't don't think people realize this. They think Steph is some short guy. Steph is like three and a half inches taller than Mark Price. And it allows him to finish around the basket, too, um, and again, I watched the highlight reel of Mark because I'm like, I got to see the highlight reel to remember what this was. And I was like blown away. I'm like, man, Mark Price, criminally underrated. Of course he's criminally underrated. I think we all agree that if he played in this era, he'd have a lot more threes and he'd be yeah. more. He's highly regarded by yeah. Cavs fans, obviously. Yeah. I mean, anybody who's of any certain age. I mean, Hody, you're 23, so I don't know if you ever got to see any of them. I don't think you ever did. But I'm going to tell you right now, we were kids, and he's five years older than me across the table, and Mark Price was the cat's ass. I don't want to take anything away from Mark Price, but he was. He was a sensational three-point shooter. And if he played in this era, he'd have a lot more threes. But what Anthony says about it is all true. Now, that's not just me. With That's not just you sticking your arm up my ass and then m- manipulating yeah. me like a puppet. I just happen to agree with everything that you're saying. Chris Kreitzer, Sportsway Tony is basically saying Sam Merrill is way better than Mark Price this morning. Ridiculous. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> Come I, on. I think I'm he's not. just working you into okay, a shoot. I, I, I respected the fact that, you know, Mark Price was a point guard. You know, back then, your point guards weren't 6'6 the way they are today. I know the Cavs have one of the shorter point guards in the league. But these teams now have point guards. This is how the league has changed so much. And I know people will say, well, they played defense back then and they play no defense today. No, the difference today is you have to guard guys 30 feet from the basket. You didn't have to do that back then because nobody was capable and nobody should have been shooting from that range because they couldn't make those shots. And the the, the league is longer today. You can say they don't play defense because they've, they've litigated it out of the game. Not in the playoffs. In the playoffs, they allow physical contact. They allow a lot more hand-checking. It's a different game in the playoffs. In a regular season, well, you're right. They they, they, they don't really play the yes. same defense. But I would argue, the guy, look at the defense the Knicks were trying to play against Steph Curry last night. Again, two guys staring at, really five guys staring at him at all times. And they do. They If, if they called every touch foul on Steph Curry, he'd be living at the line. He only shoots five free throws a game. Nick said if you breathe on Steph Curry, he goes to the free throw line. He actually shoots the least amount of free throws of any of the high scorers in the NBA. What I'll say about MVP votes, I mean, you have third-place MVP votes that go out there. Like, I'm not saying he would never get – I mean, other guys, you'd be surprised who gets third-place MVP votes in this league at the end of every season. 
That being said, he would be a respected player. I brought this yeah. up yesterday towards the end of the show. Is that you have guys like what I, I look football first, obviously, like with Jim Brown. You drop him in the league today, he'd be a good football player. Dick Buckus, you drop him in the league today, he'd be a good football player. There's about three, four more guys who played in that era where if you drop them in the league today, they're called all-time legends and Hall of Famers. If you dropped them in the league today and all things were the same and they were just their bodies from the 1960s and 70s, if you dropped them into today, they'd be a tremendous football player. But if all things were the same, if Mark Price were 26 years old right now with all the advantages mm-hmm. of what modern science has and what I mean you saw Tom Brady outrun himself with a 40 yard dash just yeah, yesterday did you, did you at 46 like that? years old yes must be the shakes right so, must be those shakes he's taking with all the advantages of modern science and practice and I hate to say it but specialization as well Mark Price would be a better basketball player even than he was in the 80s and early 90s but so does but everybody else that played s- with him exactly so does everybody else so why is only Mark Price getting to make the leap because but not he's everybody the guy else? we know and yeah. he's the guy we love because you me and Nick were all children watching him back in the day and those guys we always hold in higher regard that's why I held on to Mark Michael Jordan for so long because we take our childhood and we extend it to sports and our arguments later on in life every man holds on to their youth it would make sense that you hold on to the youth of the guys who were great when you were a kid coming up at eight o'clock Dr. John Steinbrecher up next I'm gonna get back to that offensive line conversation later on because up next this is just awful every night guys I need your help with my neck FML next on the fan. Sometimes you just need a fix. FML, my life. My life. FML, fix my life. Kenny, what do we do? Fixing lives. My life. Sounds good with a new guy. Sounds good. I think so. Thank you. I need, uh, I need. You guys got to send me pillow, pillow stuff. I need pillows. I need I need a new pillow. I need you to help me. Hody, I don't know what help you can give me because you're 23 years old and I think you still sleep in a crib. Uh, Mitch, maybe you can. I need help. Uh, last four months, my neck has been not the same. I don't know what it is. Something about my body has changed. I, I have not woken up with a decently feeling neck. I've tried everything. I got that OLA app and went and got like one of those neck massagers. And I used it yesterday, but I think I get too deep on the tissue, so I wake up a bit sore. But I, I, I'm doing everything I can. I don't know. I used to be able to go to bed with two pillows every night. Everything was fine. No worry. Did it for years. Recently, all of a sudden, I, I, I've had neck pain after neck pain after neck pain. I've done everything. I thought it was maybe looking at my phone too much. I stopped looking at my phone as much. I started holding it up here. I started trying to not look down as much. Like There are times, Anthony... Where I will be like looking down, like I'll tie my shoes and I'll look down and like my neck like freezes up. Like it's becoming stone cold Steve Austin stuff. And I don't know what the, it's all, I can feel it, it's all muscle. Something yeah. is, and it's, it's, some days it's not that bad, but it's never good. Right, it hasn't you, been good. In, it has to be four or five months now. Have you ever asked your wife for a, a massage around the neck? No. Is that because you feel guilty? You feel like you's putting her out? No, is that I just, something she just wouldn't want to do? I'm not a massage guy. She, she's never offered. I, yeah, no, I, I've never got a massage. Uh, I've never had a rub down from a significant other or my wife. It's never happened. So I'm, I, not, I'm just wondering. I'm, I'm wondering. Not interested in that. And even and obviously, it's not like your wife is a masseuse. No, but like Sarah, because of her her training and her running over the years, she's used to paying a lot of money for a lot of massages that are performance based. 
And then she gets me, and I'm somebody who the minute you ask me to give a massage, I'm hemming and hawing because now I can't look at my phone I for used, 20 minutes. I, I used to give the foot massage out of my own mm-hmm. kindness, and when Liz asked me for one, I'm like, this was supposed <laughs> to be my treat, and now you're turning yes. it into a chore. Sorry, that's beside it's, the point. Go it's ahead. becoming work. Yes. Uh, so, so now it's just, it's like, are you ever going to offer a massage again? So now I just know to keep her satisfied, I need to, I need to volunteer some massages up, but I don't even know if I'm good at it. In fact, I, I would go to say I'm probably not good at it because, no, no, can you do this? Can you do this? And she continues to ask me for different ways to do it. Either way, I don't think I'm helping her with my massages. I was wondering if maybe Liz can help you with yours. No, it's not, that's not going to work. Right. It's, I, I, it's, it's sleep. It's sleep. Okay, it's just the way you sleep. Now, the next question. Um, I used to have a partnership with a mattress company here. I'll say it, mattress firm here in Cleveland. Oh, I thought you were going to say Mike Lindell. And I had... <laughs> that's when we used when to I agree... When I mentioned pillows, I knew a, everybody that's was That's when thinking. we used to agree politically. Things oh, okay. have changed, Kenny. Oh, didn't know that. Um, I've gone off the deep end. You guys used to hang out with each other in the really old days? I used to contribute to his campaigns. Oh, okay. Anyway... Uh, I had a really expensive pillow. I'll just say it. it was a Tempur-Pedic pillow. These these can run you $150, $200. Okay. It changed everything. It was amazing. It what, had what, that, what that, it had that that cooling gel, that foam. I don't need to it, be cool. I'm not sleeping no, hot. No, I need to not have my neck po- be sore. The whole point of it is it just knows. It just knows what temperature you're supposed to be. It, it, was, ama- it was a difference maker. Now, it's expensive. Not everybody can... Just pony up that kind of money for a pillow. How you just think I can just pay and, this type of thing for a pillow is amazing to me. Man, it was a difference maker, and it's a it's a brick. It's so what heavy. is that a cube? No, I mean it's just heavy. Oh, Doesn't mean it's okay. it's really heavy. And when I put my head down on it at night, it's not comfortable. I'm like, I don't. When the first time I had it, I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to use this. But it's it's you been still a game use changer. It? Yes. Every night. And it helps your neck. And if I go to the other room when we're doing our feeds at night and we switch rooms and we're we're, we're doing this whole um, circus at night, what we do at 3 in the morning. <laughs> um, but I end up going to the other room. I take the pillow with me along with the charger and the phone, but I have to have that pillow now. So maybe Can that makes a difference. you send me a link? Yeah, I will. I mean, I'm at the point I'm ready to do anything. 216-474-0092. I mean, I'm serious, please. I, I'm willing to do anything for People beat you to it with the... With, with the, the Mike Lindell? Oh, yeah. uh, guys, coming in hots at 940, okay? Get something together that's going to be creative and get ready for it. And we'll see whether or not, yeah, I got to get dumped. I don't care. I'll let, my, I'll let pillow stuff in there. I don't care. We'll see how it goes at, uh, during coming in hot at 940. <laughs> what are you looking at? This, this, the, there's more. Here they come. I've got the perfect pillow for people with our voting records. I'm in serious pain. Radu, Stop assing off. Radu says an X reaction brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. He says, speak from experience. You got to get the massage. Says, if you got the stiff neck, you got to get the massage. I got purple pillow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got, uh, I'm getting more and more of my pillow stuff. Keep going. I don't care. <laughs> now you're going to get. What's ghost pillow? You're going to get the TikTok. You're going to get the chiropractors that do all these shenanigans. They are insane. Have you ever have you ever watched any of these videos? What the one guy with the that's always a very attractive woman, and you just hear like a gunshot going off, which is their neck. They are doing things that seem like body mutilation, and it works. These people feel great after they do it. It seems ridiculous. Wait a right to the front of the line, this guy goes. This is a chiropractor, Mitch. No, but he's suggesting it. Oh, okay. Never mind. Dan and Illyria. Hello. 
Actually, I am a chiropractor. <laughs> so what are you doing in there, Mitch? All right, Dan, tell me about the chiropractic medicine here. Come on, help me. If you've never seen a chiropractor, have you ever seen a chiropractor before? Yeah, I, I, I saw one from my back years ago. It really helped. The first, okay. uh, the actual time I really first injured my back, personally, yeah. Well, that's good, because I know Dustin doesn't like chiropractors, so I'm glad you're open to it. So. Well, I'm sorry about that, but either way, I'm open okay. I'm open to anything. I don't, I don't I care. Would really, I would really suggest it. I mean, you say it's mostly muscles, but people think it's just muscle, but the muscles are connected to the joints in your neck, and if something's out of place, you're going to feel it no matter how you sleep. Things like that throughout the day are going to trigger it, so I would, hi- I would highly suggest it. So Going to a chiropractor? Help. Yes, yes. I mean, I live in the borough. I can't go all the way out to the out to Elyria. No, I'm not saying me. I'm saying oh, okay. any chiropractor out there. Yeah, I'm but saying... now that you're calling me, you're the one I trust. I don't just leave my body to anybody, Dan. <laughs> Dan, do you well, have can... do you have the I... mood lighting, the aromas? Uh, explain the room for your okay. uh, for for your situation, because I know masseuses believe in all that. What about the chiropractor? We do have some massage in our office too. Not of the fancy aromas, lighting, all that. We're just strictly chiropractic with therapies. Ten units would probably help you out too, as well. Heating pads, things like that. Heating pads. And off, off, if you hang, if you want me hang on the line, I can refer you to some chiropractors you out there in that area. All right, so Mitch. That I would trust. Do, so. I have to take my, do I have to take my shirt off at your office? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's well, fully clothed. So, all right. And the, the colleagues that I work with, they're they're fully clothed too, as well. So. Mitch, take this. Yeah. If you ask that, if you have Dan, to ask the hold. question, draped or not draped, uh, then you're going to a very different type of situation there. Not speaking from experience or anything, just uh, just letting you know out there. It's some terminology. I saw a woman by the last name of Lust had a really great massage one time. Adam in Akron, hello. Ken, um, I'm going to be in this with you, okay? Okay. Um, I have the same problem, and I've had it for months, and it is driving me absolutely insane. I have had a massage thinking that that would work, and just even told them to focus just solely on that area. didn't work. I was just sore the next day from the massage and then my neck was still just crap after that mm-hmm. i've changed pillows i've had the my pillow i've tried soft pillow i've tried hard pillow i've tried it. nothing is working wow. uh kt tape uh seemed to mildly help but not fully help and heating pads and all of that stuff okay. so i'm asking i'm asking you that if you do find something that heals us, please. You want me to on the tell you? Every okay. hour, please. <laughs> yes, please. Right. Let them know. I don't. I don't have a. And I'm just. I'm saying. I. I've been just. I coach baseball too, and um, it's been driving me insane because it even affects me throwing the baseball. Yeah. And I. I don't know. I mean, I'm just at my wits end to figure well, out. Well, I, so. I had shoulder pain. I told you I dotted that kid by accident in batting practice in the cage last year. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm on that level right now. Yeah. Where I, sometimes I don't know where it's gonna go. Just. If that pain hits me while I'm throwing, it's just mm-hmm. what whatever happens, happens. I hit poor – and Adam, thank you. I hit poor Cooper in the leg, and I was like – I got the yips. I felt really bad. These are eight-year-olds, dude. I can't be hitting these kids in the leg. Shoulders are bad. Neck's bad. Corey, he's ca- – all right, I can't say where you're calling from, Corey, okay? You are calling from one of the two major hospitals here. I can't say which, Corey. I wish I could, but I can't because I don't need my sales manager coming in here and beating me with a rod. However, you work with acupuncture. Is that true? I work with the genomic medicine department. However, we have patients who have severe pain injuries, and acupuncture has been a huge game changer for them. Now, I had – so I had lower back issues, right? Obviously, you know, with what I carry around. But anyway, is there any chance it might have went up the the spine up to the neck? 
Uh, depending, yes. So your spinal vertebrae are all connected together, and you have many nerves that go through. You have the 12 uh, basically main nerves that you go through in basic anatomy. Yeah. If those get tripped up or kind of like messed up, it can shoot through your entire body, which is mm. why I think acupuncture would be good for you because it helps bring anti- you broke up. You don't have oh. to like strip down like the other guy said. Well, I don't want to take my clothes off, so I don't have to take my clothes off. No, they just say like take off your shirt and take off your socks, and they can find other locations on the body that would help bring the uh, at that point to the area. Yeah, at that point, you just take everything off. Corey, thank you very well. much for the call. Uh, you're, uh, <laughs> you don't just take everything off. People I'm, are people are sending the Theragun Mini massage gun. I'm not using that thing. I'm not using that thing. I saw, uh, honestly, I, once I saw Joe Burrow on the sidelines, I was like, yeah, this is too weird. I ain't using <laughs> I'm not kidding you, man. It ain't going to happen. That's out, of the, that's out of the question. I'd like to see you get acupuncture. Go back to the Orient, the ways of the Orient. Let's go. Wasn't there a scene from Nutty Professor where yeah, they oh, did yeah. acupuncture or something like that? I don't know. I got I to gotta get one of them neck pillows. I got I to do something. I mean, this is, this is terrible. It's every morning. It, I mean, it's every morning, every day. The only time, I hate to say it like this, Maybe like a Sunday morning because I sleep in a little later. Like I sleep into like six on Sunday morning. So maybe that's it, but it's bad. It is just bad. I'm not calling Mike Lindell. Okay. Damn it. That's enough. I don't know. If this continues, I might call Mike Lindell and just go, you know what? You <laughs> Whatever made a lot works. of good points. Whatever you can do to help my neck. Whatever sir. works. Yeah. Coming up next. Dr. John Steinbrecher, we'll ask if he agrees with my... No, we are going to talk to him about the Mid-American Conference. He is the commissioner of the Mid-American Conference. And the expansion of the conference and what's the future of college football. Could we see a bowl tier and a national championship tier? We'll talk about it with him next on The Fan. Daryl Ryder and Andy Baskin discuss the latest news surrounding Cleveland Brown Stadium and try to answer the question, is there a dome in the future for Northeast ah, Ohio? During the... <laughs> During the new episode of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland, subscribe now at 923thefan.com or on the Odyssey app. This is Boomer Science with an Odyssey Sports Minute. I recently used this spot to speculate that Chicago would trade Justin Fields to Las Vegas. How'd I land on Sin City? I figure, like Chicago, Washington, and New England will be drafting quarterbacks. The Bears aren't going to trade with Minnesota. And while Atlanta and Pittsburgh are viable, Vegas just hired Fields' as old offensive coordinator, Luke Getze. That's why I think that's bingo on my card. Although Atlanta is now in the mix. I'm Boomer Esiason. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 